0: Hello, listeners. We've got a special episode for you. As you may know, accessing leadership roles for women is a complex matter. At Dr. Lib, we started to work on this topic a year
1: ago, and we thought it would be interesting to talk about what we have achieved and what still needs to be done to move the needle.
2: So let's jump right in this exclusive conference with our panel,
0: moderated by Bettina Reveyron, Dr. Lib's social impact lead,
1: Nikolai Kolev, Managing Director at Dr. Dr.Lib Germany. Agnès Bazin, Chief Development Officer at Dr. Dr.Lib, and Marina Mofsicien, Certified Coach and DEI Expert.
3: I would like to start with a personal question to all three of you, because I want to understand why all of you and Niki from Berlin um, is sitting on stage today to discuss women leadership. Please give me some kind of insights on why, Nikki and Agnès, you wanted to step up on this subject within Doctolib. What are the intrinsic motivations that brought you here? And same for you, Marina, which, what brought you to become a coach on this topic uh, of women leadership? Agnès, maybe I'll start with you.
0: First of all, I'm very grateful because I joined Doctolib 10 years ago. I was very young. It was almost my first job, one year after graduation. Um, and I must say that I had an incredible chance to grow at Doctolib as a woman. And for the first, I think, five, six years, I never felt any difference in the fact that I was a woman. Uh, And I grew super well and, you know, with great responsibility and opportunity to do a lot of things at Doctolib. And uh, I was super grateful of this opportunity I I had to have such a caring environment to grow as a woman. And then um, what I realized is I had a bit more time maybe for a step back. And also it was my first uh, maternity and I started to scratch a bit the surface and look at the numbers and understand why <laughs> there are not more women around me. Uh, and so I started to realize also talking with other senior um, women that there are actually some barriers uh, and deep dive on them. And when I realized that, it made me a bit sad.
1: So I wanted to act to change that.
3: Marina, do you want to
1: explain your I can go. Thank you for having me. Hello everyone. So, you know, I, I trained over a thousand people and I coached personally 60 plus women on an individual basis. And I never thought I'd do that. Like ever. I am originally Russian Armenian and I moved to France. I was five. I had to learn the language and the culture. And, you know, like I couldn't develop my self-confidence In my childhood, anytime I had an attempt of creativity, it was criticized, any good grades was never good enough, and all of those things. So in 2015, I started working at Google, and that's when I met my friend, the imposter syndrome. And I had to wait until seven years in my work experience until I get my first woman manager. So I had my first woman manager at Google. She was this incredible lady. Like She brought me so much inspiration and she was my first role model uh, that I had not so early on, not early enough. So then I moved to San Francisco in 2018 after I had a workshop talking about self-promotion basically in Dublin, which allowed me to open my eyes and Put words on things I have felt, I have seen um, beyond me around me. So I started working uh, with this workshop to train people. I trained over 800 people on that self-promotion topic and all the time the same pattern. Great women attending these workshops, so many talent but always holding themselves back, not giving themselves the credit. So in 2020 when I trained Myself as a coach and became a certified professional coach. I knew my job would be to help women, in particular, get to those leadership positions because we need them there, and make every little girl understand that there is a way for there as well. There.
3: Thank you, Marina. Nikki, same question for you.
2: Yes. Can you hear as well? Perfect. Uh, same question for me. It's good to see you on stage like that. It's very nice. I'm. Uh, uh, I hope you can see us uh, here in Berlin too. So, my my reason goes literally back into my childhood. So I was um, I was born in in Sofia in Bulgaria. and my in back in Eastern Europe, there was actually a non discussion about um, equality because men and women worked equally and and got the same education. So I grew up with a grandmother who was a professor, as was my grandfather. And then my mother was in science and moved later on into business. So to me, while I was a small boy, it was a non-topic. And the first time it became a topic for me is when uh, when we moved to Germany and our neighbors asked my parents if my father is not making enough so that my um, mother needs to work. It's not, it's not a joke. It was literally, and it got so deeply burned into my head that I remember it until today because it was a super weird question. It was my first experience. And then I started working um, and I didn't start working as a small child l- later after, after university and stuff. So I started working and had a number of, uh, of experience, which just showed me that it's nothing like what I thought it is. I was always fairly young until this uh, place um, compared to my peers. So I I was always a kind of minority. And at Deloitte, for example, we were 115 partners of which five women. Um, And and we started to hang out together because I was the young man and they were the five uh, women. So we kind of built a group and I learned from them how much struggle on a daily basis on topics that were just non-existent for most other people participating in this partnership were. So I became the sponsor of uh, female leadership at at Deloitte. And then later on at WeWork, I also thought I had that experience from Deloitte, so I will continue doing this. And it always helped, at least in those places, for me doing this so that it's not a female-only topic. And last but not least, I have a daughter, which is, she's turning eight soon. So when I was last uh, in Davos, it was just before the pandemic, it was 200 years, if I'm not mistaken, away from gender equality. This year in Davos, we have advanced to almost 150 years. So downside is we still have 150 to go. Upside is we're doing this exponentially. So in only five, six years, we made up for 50. So it would be a dream come true. Uh, to see this for my daughter being a non-topic.
3: So let's pursue this conversation for your daughter. Uh, we entitled the session uh, Moving the Needle to Become Best in Class. So we really want really want to touch upon, sorry, the solutions that we have available to enable more women to access leadership roles. Uh, Agnes, before we go into the solutions, I would love for you to give us a little bit of a, a mapping of the issues that you identified, the barriers that you identified when launching this initiative. That, prevent, that prevented and still prevents more women to access these uh, leadership positions. Could you give us a bit of a, some insight on that? Yes, sure. So um,
0: as uh, we said, one year ago, um, we gathered with a group of 10 women, uh, France and Germany, uh, some of them are uh, watching us today, uh, just to start thinking about having an international internal initiative about women leadership. So we made some, you know, launch and focus groups to understand what were the barriers. We also did uh, a lot of data crunching with Bettina. So it took a, a lot of time to discuss with uh, many uh, women on individual cases, etc., to understand better the barriers, because to be honest, for me, they were not obvious, like it's not a simple topic. And the opinion I, I came to is that we have, a, you know... Great share of women, so it's forty-seven percent. So almost half of Dr. Libers are, are women, and I feel like it's great to be a woman at Dr. Lib. Of course, like any company, we can have challenges, but basically, being a woman at Dr. Lib is absolutely no problem. We have no problem to attract women, etc. And actually, what the numbers showed is that the problem is basically the, the fact that the more we grow in terms of responsibility, the lesser the share of women. So you see the numbers here of January twenty-three. We have 42% of women manager. This number has grown and it's great. So at this level of the manager level, it's still very good. It could be more, but it's still very good because we are almost representative. And then every time you grow in terms of level responsibility, leadership team, which is the most important for us and for Dr. Lib, we have only 31%. And then back to the executive committee where um, we are only 20%. So. Basically, the challenge is really women leadership and how can we encourage more women in the top leadership of Dr. Lib and give more perspective to women. So my, my first uh, conviction on that is that we have such a great pool of talent of women and also strong women who really want to, you know, grow in their career, et cetera, that the first thing that we should do is grow our internal talents. And when we talked, we realized that actually there are some barriers there on growing in talents. And we found a special one on maternity um, and how to make sure that by being a, becoming a mother, you can keep and even accelerate in your career and this doesn't have to be exclusive. So this was one of the other convictions that we built during this assessment phase. And the last part is, of course, that we could also attract more women so we know that everyone is competing for women in top leadership because the rest of the world, by the way, is not in a better situation than we are. Neither the largest company like CAC 14 in France, nor the French tech company and other startups. So we are pretty much average. Uh, so we have the same challenges, but it's something that we must do to, of course, try to attract as many women talent as possible. So from these conclusions that we draw, uh, we came to basically a set of five action plans that Bettina will present. And uh, and the central target, because we think it's the most uh, important thing to follow, is basically the share of women in the leadership team where we aim at 40% by 25. So 25 will be exactly... Um, three years after we launched this initiative, because we believe it's a long-term topic and it's not possible to change things overnight. And so we really believe that uh, if we manage to uh, reach 40% of women in the Dr. Lib leadership team, we will have reached a way better um, status of gender equality and also opportunity for women in leadership.
3: This slide is just to give you an overview of the different levers that we're using uh, to reach our 40% goal. So obviously the first one is recruitment. How do you get more people, more women in, in leadership positions? Second one is career development, you mentioned it. So we're launching, for instance, a mentoring program. Third one is affinity groups to really build a bottom-up energy and dynamic going on at Doctolib. Then we have the work-life balance uh, initiatives that are, that are happening on the parent care program, the M lunch we did, etc. And finally, the awareness raising, DEI training, uh, the on surveys to really monitor how women feel, what are the obstacles they're facing, etc. We can answer any questions that you have afterwards. I just wanted to give you like a sort of global mapping of everything that's going on. Marina, uh, Agnes mentioned a few barriers in the the first part of her of her answer. Um, how does the how does it resonate with what you've observed on the ground? among other women in other companies? Are we different? Uh, are we the same? What? what how, how are we different?
1: Yeah, it is pretty commonly shared challenges for sure. Uh, most organizations have women that are underrepresented and it is especially true when we look at the top. And so, as they are also under-accompanied. So it is great to see things like mentoring programs being put in place. So we offer proper accompaniment for people who uh, want it and will benefit from it. A few figures maybe that will help to understand a bit more the topic, we'll say the landscape. There are only three female CEOs at the top of uh, an ASBF, 120 company, one single female CEO at the CAC 40, and only 21% of women uh, on executive committees. And that's figures from 2021. So fairly recent. We can all agree this is not enough. I love when companies can have that transparency and authenticity to admit we know we still have a long way to go. And when they are actually putting actions behind words, because... Oftentimes it can be nice looking words, but uh, we still want to see a bit more actions on that. So I salute uh, Dr. lee's initiatives on moving the needle and go a bit above the average. In terms of the companies to add a bit more on that, I feel, you know, there are biases that we still need to fight. So it is important that companies can have talks, things that can make people more aware and more conscious on what's going on, especially for allies who might not necessarily live the same reality, but they can see it. Uh, One interesting stat from last year, only 41% of French people think that women are as good as men in working in tech. So we still have a lot of work to do as a a society. I can let you to imagine what is the impact of ideas like such on any woman's career. So the unconscious bias trainings that I know you do as well are really important and are not still implemented everywhere. That should be really one of the first actions to change. Women are still more interrupted in meetings uh, and their ideas are less heard. And the lack of representation at every level of the way make it harder to also move the needle. And in terms of requirement recruitment sorry, as well, people now new talents, you know, they are looking at um, diversity and inclusion within companies to even consider joining them. So it's also a wider um, thing we need to address. And one thing I want to mention is equity versus equality. We tend to believe that we need to achieve equality, but women are just not uh, equipped the same as men for example and so we need sometimes to provide more support so we can go and bridge that gap uh, as well Uh, you know women are adopting themselves as well so behind the picture of the organizations there is also all the truth for every one of us Uh, you know there is this problem of feeling legitimate at our work the weight of history the centuries of male domination our childhood societal injunctions that need to change, all of those stereotypes that we have integrated as truth as we need to be as women seen. We also need to be pretty mothers in relationships and all of these. Uh, One of the great career advice I had from my first female manager was stop asking for permission, ask for forgiveness. I like it.
3: (laughs) Thanks for sharing. Um, Nikki, all of this seems a little... Let's say um challenging or impressive. There seems to be a lot to do. Uh you stepped up recently as a as a sponsor for this initiative. So you have a fresh eye. Uh, what to you is a priority that we should really focus on in the next couple of years.
2: So um there were a couple of words mentioned that are so not at all like us, for example, average. Um, you know, we we want to be everything, but not average. We want to be. Everything, but not in line with the trend. So I think we've come a long way for a short period of time since we started this, but I think we need to accelerate on the number of inclusion. So how do we bring more people on? We have we have 200 now. We heard that 47% is only the female share that we have. Uh, So let's do everything possible in order to maximize the internal engagement. I think, and and it was just mentioned that the unconscious bias training has started, plus 600, it's great. We can do better because I think there's no reason for uh, every other key training not to be done by everyone. On the recruitment side, I think we are still advancing in, in our move to be more focused on female leaders but also it is you know everything needs examples in order to be able to lead by example and we have with Agnes and with Elise we have two wonderful examples of internally going through the ranks and making it to the top and externally as a company being able to attract someone who is clearly an example of of female leadership who is willing to join and be part of this journey. So I think the two of you especially, a great uh, recognition of this path being on a very good uh, trajectory. So last but not least, what we still need to do is, and maybe I'm a good example for that, is bring more men into this journey. Because as long as this is considered um, a female topic, It is only half the job done, you know, on on the previous slide, uh, we listed parental programs. It's not a female uh, parental time, it's parenting, you know, so it takes at least two to tango. So I think uh, the internal engagement to boost this, to accelerate this, and also to bring more um, of our men into this so that it it becomes uh, all hands on deck journey.
3: And yes, um, we know because we've been working on this topic for the past year. We know that advancing women leadership often comes in conflict with the business priorities at Dr. Lieb, you know, lack of time, need to prioritize, etc. Uh, what advice? Because everyone can take you know his share of work on advancing women leadership. What advice could you give uh, to really overcome these challenges on a day-to-day basis and make and make women leadership a priority? So first of all, I think uh, the results
0: of the first year, we saw that there were a lot of action, but also first promising results because, for example, the share of manager grew from 40 to 42%. So it's small signals, but it's you know, proof that uh, things are starting to work. Uh, also with women in tech, which a lot of time, were a lot of time is involved with great results because we have no two times more uh, tech new joiners that are women compared to last year. So I think we first we managed to make it somewhat of a business priority, but then at a personal level for you uh, or anyone in the room who wants to get involved, it's true that we all know that Dr. Lee is a challenging environment where we all have like loads of priorities. And for me, there are two options. Either you are in a job, something like, for example, Mathilde in recruitment where you can act through doing your job differently and then you can have a great impact. So we've got a lot of people, uh, Mathilde, Deborah and on many stream who are acting like this by just making their job differently uh, to to act on one of those uh, channels. And the other way is actually not taking a lot of time because I really believe that first um, it's more a question of mindset. So we mentioned being interrupted in meetings when you speak. I think every woman in the room will recognize this kind of situation. And to my knowledge, it doesn't take a lot of time to just say, oh, I think this woman was interrupted. Or last week, I was doing a leadership, uh, uh, women leadership discussion, informal lunch with uh, some women uh, leaders in Italy. And we discussed the fact that one woman said, I, w- I was in a meeting. It was my job to propose something. I'm the only one with a background on the topic. And uh, three people proposed their option before me. And in the end, it was not my option who was really considered. And she said, why? But uh, it's my job. I'm the only one credible. And this kind of situation, someone could have interrupted and say, uh, sorry, but I think she's the expert of the topic and it doesn't take time to do that. So there are a lot of things we can do just to act by example or raise the topic, raise discussion on a friendly way uh, on a daily basis, which don't take a lot of time. Uh, And also, uh, Bettina will explain you, but there are some actions that we propose internally that are not so much clashing with, uh, you know, your business priorities and take little time, but really act more in the question of mindset and also the informal part is very important. So I'm uh, encouraging also to have uh, women leaders doing lunch together with other people that care about the topic. And anyway, you need to eat, right? (laughs) So, so better to have a lunch to talk about this topic and how
3: to make them move rather than talking
0: about the, the weather.
3: <laughs> Marina, to end on a more personal note, as a professional coach, what ad- advice would you give to women at Doctolib uh, who want to develop their career within the company and thrive uh, within the, the organization?
1: I love the question. So thank you for asking. It's uh one of my passions in life. So there is so much to say, but I'm going to cut myself at 10 things I want you to know. So first one, wow. I'm going to go fast. Don't worry. You are the actress and actors of your life and your career. So even if there are barriers, you still have power. The second one is pause and reflect. Take some time to understand where you are in your career now and where you want to go. And then when you know where you are and where you want to go, with where you are now, see how you can develop the skills and the experience to get you to that next step, because there are many things you can do already now. Then nurture your talents and gifts, because those are making you being you. Self-promote by the way. So keep track of your achievements. It's important. Even the smallest ones. I have a, a note on my phone with small victories, and that also allows us to build confidence as we go. Embark people. We all need sponsors. And for your career, you need sponsors too. People are willing to help more than not. So anyone can literally help you get your next role as well. Uh, Dr. Lib has great mobility, so you should take advantage of those opportunities as well. So don't wait until you check all of the boxes to apply to that next role and trust the process that goes with it. Trust yourself. You will learn what you need to learn when you will need to learn it. You are smart. You can go step by step and you will go far. Then make your voice heard. No matter how, find a way, but make sure you you find a way to make your voice heard. Get help. Find a mentor within, outside. If it's not provided to you, make yourself find a mentor or work with a coach. And if you're a manager, be the manager you wanted to have, especially if you're a woman. So I will say, believe in you, because if you don't, why would anybody else do? And the last thing is find your flow it will help you grow. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. And let's continue this conversation
2: soon.